Welcome back to Inspired Incompetence, the only podcast that listens back. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. We should do a, hey, Alexa, uh, uh, you know, and like trigger people's Alexa things. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> also, we should make our own Alexa. Yeah. And give it a better name, like J-Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, J-Dog. <laughs> okay, so so we last left off uh, arriving at Castle Faunum, where you're hoping to get some help navigating the rest of Ustalav on your way to Gallowspire. Uh, but you arrived, and the place doesn't look super inhabited, except for this humongous moving mound of horse corpses. So I would like everybody to give me initiative. All right, Randolph. Eight. Arginus. A nine. Uhtred. Sixteen. So first up is going to be Elksy, uh, who sees this horrible thing and uh, probably has a more uh, visceral connection with uh, this pile of, uh, of of equine animals than uh, the rest of you. Because um, she's that? an elk. <laughs> <laughs> well, being uh, an equine, I think I'm saying that right. Wow. 50-foot move speed is pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, maybe. Unless it gets Elsie killed, and then it sucks. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, Elsie's going to run in and shout, Look out! Abominations! And uh, hit that pile of horse corpses with a gore. Nice. It's a 27 to hit. And that hits. Deals 12 points of damage. But it looks like quite a lot of that got absorbed by some sort of damage reduction. Uh, Which reminds me, anybody who wants to can give me... A knowledge religion check. Can't help you there. Uh, I got a 14. Anyone else? 30. Okay. So, Uhtred, uh, you can barely make out this thing through the, uh, around around the corner of the interior wall of the fort and uh, through the uh, semi-open doors, but you recognize this as kind of a creature called a Warsworn. Uh, Warsworn are massive undead amalgams. They're ever-shifting chaotic bodies composed of countless deceased soldiers and their armor and weapons. Now, that's at least how you know a Warsworn. This is not made up of soldiers with armor and weapons. This is made up of, it looks entirely like horses. Uh, Perhaps the horses that were stationed at this fort, possibly. This is weird, because this is a very, like, specific creature. Because uh, it's, like, a variant of that for this specific scenario. Uh, but since you got so high, I'm going to just... We'll, we'll just uh, roll with it. Uh, so this variant of Warsworn is actually... It's called a horse thing. <laughs> um, and you can ask me three questions about a horse thing. Let's start with any DR. It has DR-10 that is bypassed by weapons that are both bludgeoning and magic. Okay. Now, bludgeoning or magic, or bludgeoning and magic? Bludgeoning and magic. What? Which Thalias meets those prereqs. His slam attacks, right? I don't know if Thalias' slams count as magic. I know since he has an amulet of mighty fists, so yes, he does. Oh, Oh, he does. I forgot about that. Yep, so Thalias will be able to bypass that. Fuck yeah. Um, Give me one special ability, cool, offensive thing. Oh, you know what's real cool? Uh, It's uh, natural attacks deal uh, a negative level. Ah. Oh my oh. god. We hit that point of an AP where it's like, damage doesn't really matter to you. I'm going to start taking levels away. Well, Uchi should be psyched over that. He never had a lot of hit points to, to give in the yeah, first no. place. I'd rather lose my hit points. <laughs> levels the playing field. <laughs> yeah. Now, we can look at its large size and make an educated guess that it probably has a 10-foot reach. Uh, it is actually huge-sized. Huge-sized. Um, 
And are you spending your last question asking what Richa has? No, I'm asking from just purely like, oh, look at that 20 foot tall dude over there. I can surmise he has a more than average reach. Okay. So you know that typically uh, there's two different progressions of reach if you are a tall creature or a long creature. A tall creature typically has a longer reach. Uh, a long creature has like reach of a tall creature of like the next size down. So uh, this horse thing uh, seems very serpentine in its uh, movements. So you would guess that as a huge sized creature, it would have a 10 foot reach. And it's not like, it doesn't look like a swarm, right? Even though it's comprised no. of like a bunch of things, it's not. No, it is not moving like a swarm. It's moving as one single creature. Okay, I'm gonna go for any resistance, like energy resistance. You know that it has a plus four bonus on its saving throws to resist channeled positive energy. Okay, so yeah, Alexi runs over and deals uh, twelve damage with her. Uh, gore attack, not too shabby, but Uhtred would know that only two points of that actually made it through. Uh, it is now Uhtred's turn. How, uh, we, like, had, like, not a ton of travel, but, like, more than an hour's worth of travel, right? Yeah, you traveled for, like, ba- it was basically one full day of traveling. That I'm done. sorry, I meant, um, between our fight with the Fex. Oh, uh, now. yeah, I think it's been, like, like two hours since then. I am going to cast a mirror image on myself, and that is 1d4 plus 3, so I have 5 mirrors, and I'm going to move up, like, diagonally southeast next to Elias, keeping 15 feet of space between me and this creature. Alright, well, that's... you moved well over 30 feet after casting I'm, the spell. So. I'm, I'm on my phantom steed. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now it's the horse thing's turn. Uh, well, Alexi was eager to move in uh, and put this thing down, but now it's uh, going to be the target of four hoof attacks. Okay, that's three hits and then a natural one. All right. Does not confirm. Elksy takes 14 points of damage from the first hoof, and then 14 more points of damage, and then 10 points of damage. Yeah, then what happened? (laughs) And then Elksy takes three negative levels. There's no save. It's just if they hit, you lose. Uh, yeah, uh, it's got energy drain, so the negative levels are automatic, and you get a saving throw after 24 hours to prevent them from becoming permanent. And how do you get rid of them? That's with restoration? Restoration. Regular rest, lesser restoration cannot restore negative levels. Regular restoration can restore, I guess, any amount of temporary negative levels for 100 gold, or it can restore one permanent negative level for a thousand gold. Got it. All right. Uh, now it is Arginus's turn. All right. Um, Arginus is gonna move on in. It's back here. Uh, he's gonna cast Fireball. Uh, probably in the back somewhere over here. Sure. Um, and if you want to give, give me that, that reflex, reflex. Natural one. Oh so. baby. Let's see here. Final result. Uh, 40 damage. Okay. That's a nice chunk. Serious. Nope. Better than Elsie's two. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, he gave it her. She gave it her all. Okay. Next up is Randolph. All right. Go me. I am going to send Thelias in here. And I'm right. going to stay put and cast Spiritual Ally in a flanking position over here. All right. Um, and it can't reach me with its 10-footer, so that's good. Yep. And Spiritual Ally, go! And attack immediately. And I forget exactly how this works. It's It uses your, I think, your level as your base attack bonus plus your wisdom modifier. 
So it's a D20 plus 11 plus your wisdom modifier, which I think is four. So that's a right. D20 plus right. 15. Oh, that's, that's not what I was looking for. 17. But he gets to attack twice, right? Yes. Plus 10 this time? 17 misses. <laughs> are you sure 17 misses? Because I got it again. I'd like it if it... Oh, wait. Both of those are 19 because flanking. Mm-hmm. 19 still misses. Ah, okay. Well, and don't worry. Thalias. Oh, I'm the greatest. Phantom Thalias slam. Natural 20. Crit confirm. A 27. That will confirm. Alrighty Fuck here. Yeah. Bludgeoning. Uh, Thalias delivers a crunch. Double damage, and the target is nauseated for one round. But being undead, it's immune to the nauseated condition. Oh, what? But still, double damage. But you got the double damage. Double damo. Yeah. Big time stuff here. Um, 39 damage. Nice. And all of that damage makes it through because Thalias has that amulet. That's right. The amulet of getting through. Uh, just then, Uhtred and Arginus would probably be the first to notice, being the farthest back. But to your northeast, kind of behind you to your left, you hear a door opening from the fort. And you turn around and you see a man rushing outside. Matt, would you like to describe this newcomer? Yes. Uh, he is a pretty average-looking guy, but he's got, like shaggy brown hair and kind of an unkempt beard with a couple of light streaks of gray in it. He is clad in a like pristine white robe with a like sky blue undershirt and like sky blue trimming on it. It's, you know, it's it's the robes that you would associate with a monk. Um, and yeah, he, he, he walks out and he takes a look at the the scene that's going on, and I assume it's my turn, correct? Yes, indeed it is. Okay. Uh, was that my move action, getting outside? Yes. Okay. Then for the rest of the, my turn, I am going to uh, start handing out advice to everyone, which fun- <laughs> which functionally gives everyone inspired courage. So okay. toggle that buff on, everybody. Did you already like write up that buff specific to the benefits at this level? Yep. Okay. I gave it to everyone. It's plus three to attack and damage. What? Thank you very much. All right. It's Elksy's turn. Uh, I'm trying to decide what Elksy would want to do because uh, she just got smacked. Pretty with three hard. negative <laughs> levels and took a fair amount of hit points. Um, I think she's going to... Uh, She's going to take a five-foot step. There's really not much that she can do if she's not attacking other than watch. So Alex is going to take a five-foot step to the west uh, and just be uh, diagonally northwest of this thing, uh, perhaps in a better position to flee if it gets really bad, and uh, full attack. So that Inspired Encourage uh, cancels out the the minus three that Elxie otherwise would have to her attack rolls from those negative levels. Hooray. That is a hit, and a hit, and, and a hit. Won't stop, can't stop. <laughs> All right, here's the gore. 11 points of damage, so one, and hooves. Uh, Elxie's hooves can't deal enough damage to bypass that DR, which is a shame because I max rolled one of them. But yeah, uh, it's just kind of like, it's almost as effective as if this was a swarm of Elxie just kind of ramming her her antlers and throwing hooves into this thing. Like there's not, there's not like a, a single solid mass for her attacks to, to land on. Uh, it's just filled with all these crevices and weird angles that Elksy's attacks are just kind of really awkwardly bouncing off of. Awesome. It is now Uhtred's turn. Okay, I'm gonna activate the invisibility ring. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm on the steed. Um... Oh, quick uh, rules correction with mounted combat. Uh... 
the way we handled it uh, in last week's episode uh, was technically correct, but our reasoning wasn't correct. Uh, you're not you don't share a move action with your mount. Your mount gets all of its actions. You get all of your actions. But if your mount moves more than five feet, you cannot full attack. Okay. Uh, but you still have your move action right. to do, you know, whatever you can if do I with a move action. That didn't use actual movement. Correct. Gotcha. Um, and I believe you can charge. Oh, yeah. Your, your mount can charge, and you would gain the benefits of that charge. Now, do I get a plus four because I get plus two from the charge and maybe not on this specific creature but like a, a normal sized medium creature does the plus two from charge stack with the plus two from high ground it's a plus one from high ground plus uh, one. but yes they would stack okay. if you were attacking a creature uh, like a medium size yeah okay um, well I am going to charge alright and take a swing with Valo uh, this is just a, a plain keen attack. Uh, I will spend a key point to add flaming and flaming burst. To okay. It. That's a 28 to hit. 28 hits. And I think flaming is just 1d6, right? Yes. So 13 from slashing damage, 6 fire for a total of 19. Okay, so a total of nine. How does this thing look health-wise, like, through my goggles? It looks uh, undead. Yeah, well, I don't think you can gauge the health of an undead creature. You can only gauge the health of a living creature. Yeah. All right, uh, so up next is the horse thing. So uh, Thalias really whammed the shit out of this thing. Uh, yes, he did. Elksy dealt a little bit of damage and so did Uhtred so I think a nice little breakdown is that Thalias is going to get two hooves and Elksy and Uhtred will each take one oh. I thought you were just sort of congratulating me <laughs> <laughs> see, see how foolish I was congrats, congrats. Uh, also uh, Uhtred you would you would be aware that if this thing had a 10 foot reach uh, your charge on it would have provoked an attack of opportunity, but it did not take one. Okay. So first hoof on Elksy. That's going to be a hit. 11 damage. All right. Next two on Thalias. 31 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And 34 to hit. Nah, that hits too. Okay. It's going to be 14 damage and 16 damage and two spicy negative levels. And Uhtred... Natural one. Yeah, rule to confirm. Never punished. Never punished, never learns. Uh, 35 to confirm. Uh, that confirms. Er, I'm sorry, that does not confirm. Yeah, you fucking better. I was toying with taking, uh, using a key point to jump my AC, and then that would have confirmed. Oh, well. Well, that sucked. Yep. Uh, all right, Arginus. Arginus... Honestly, um, copy paste uh, from last round here. So fireball. All right, if it ain't broke, reflex save. Not much better than a natural one for a total of fourteen. Ooh, nope, does not make it. And that's a forty-one. Forty-one damage. Okay. The horse thing uh, sways and buckles in maybe anger or pain it, it's impossible to tell uh, but it is still up next oh, up is Randolph my God. so hmm okay I guess I'm gonna try and put it down but if this thing I forget exactly how my putting Elias back in my brain works I think I have one charge left today and can I do it before he's about to get hit yeah you can do it as an immediate action you it can, doesn't have to be my turn. You can do Correct. it as a standard action anytime, and it doesn't cost a use of the ability. You can do it as an immediate action, I think, twice per day, and that can be done at any time. It just takes up your next swift action. Okay. So I'm going to leave him in because he's doing good damage because he's my little damage boy. 
and I'm going to spiritual ally attack. All right. First. Do they get flanking? My oh, spiritual yeah. ally? Yeah. yeah, of course they do. 29. 29 hits. All right. And it hits four. It's 1d8 plus, I want to say three at this level. Okay. Plus inspired courage. It's a spell effect, so I don't know if oh. it gets inspired courage. Uh, it's probably feeling inspired and courageous for a weapon. It is an ally. Well, it's either six or nine, so I'll let right, you we'll fight that out. And then second attack, 21. 21 does not hit. Okay, I was afraid of that. All right, I'm sending in the big guns. Phantom Thelias, slam jams. Uh, 34 to hit. 34 hits. For 17 damage. Or I'm sorry, 18 damage. And slam number two, 25 to hit. 25 hits, however, yes. with Thelias's oh. first slam, the yes. horse thing finally starts crumbling to the ground. And okay, so a cacophony of, of coconut sounds as hooves hit <laughs> hard packed earth and clomp into other other hooves and uh, just heads and legs just roll off of this humongous mass of dilapidated bodies. And uh, it's yeah, destroyed. While, while it's crumbling, I'll uh, I'll put that second attack on it, you know, just to make sure. Nice. Right. And what was that thing called? A horse thing. Well, it's like the it was a, var- a variant of a war sworn. Okay. The developers got pretty lazy on that one. I really like the name because it's <laughs> it's it's very uh, it's a very Lovecraftian kind of name. Like it's like just the name itself. It it is goofy, but in this setting, you're like the horse thing approaches, and like your brain yeah. just kind of reels to try to like fill in the blank yeah. makes sense of the word horse thing describing this indescribable yeah. horror yeah like wait it's a horse okay so it's close to a horse but it's not and yet it's not descript it's not describable enough for anything more than horse thing uh but yeah it, it is nonetheless kind of silly uh so yeah this thing uh the, the horse thing is destroyed sweet yeah i gotta tend to some wounds um yeah my the the monk in the pristine white robe approaches uh he goes oh my you seem to have taken some damage and some other effects as well would you like some assistance with that uh hey listen buddy this is my hat okay (laughs) i'm sure it is okay Just so everyone knows. I think what my friend here means to say is, yes, please. Yes, very well. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I saw you in the cards. <laughs> You're one of the Phrasmos. Ah, so nice to finally meet you. Yes, I'm sure it is. Now, come, gather round. Uh, Elksy will kind of limp and stumble over yeah so first things first i'm going to spend two points from my key pool and use restoration on everybody restoration on everybody yep okay can you do a job again (laughs) can you do it uh mr miyagi kind of style where like you get the (laughs) (laughs) just like blows it like just hits the person's uh leg Oh, I'm healed. I could go back into the tournament. Tournament. He he does draw like his right hand out of his robe and holds it in front of him and just kind of like you see him close his eyes, bow his head a little bit and concentrate for a moment. And then you can almost see like these palpable waves flowing off of him as Elksy and Thelias feel their negative levels dissipating. Freaking sweet. Yeah, this guy's so good he only needs um, um, and he's Matt, sorry. Yes, is that from your archetype? It's from one of my archetypes. Well, technically two. Uh, are you positive that that is not uh, self-only ability? I uh, I am aware of that. It's uh the so 
The ability itself is from the King Gong archetype, which is self-only, but the Sensei archetype allows me to use any class ability that requires the use of key. I can use it on all allies within 30 feet rather than myself by spending the key points as normal. It says any what book is this from any class ability that <laughs> requires the use of a key point. Like that was the point of mixing those two archetypes so that I could extend these powers to everyone else. Uh, I'm seeing a very specific list of abilities that lets you do that. Not it does, like I don't see where it says any ability. At sixth level, I can use my advice ability when spending points from my key pool to activate a class ability in order to have that ability affect one ally within 30 feet rather than myself. At 10th level, I can affect all allies within 30 feet rather than myself with that. For, for, this, for the sake of moving things along, uh, we'll just go with that for now, but you have to understand that spending one key point for an AoE restoration is so outside of what should be balanced that I am like grossly skeptical that that actually works. Uh, so like, so like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll move on with that. And if it turns out that that was just some miraculous thing that your character, yeah, then, you know, whatever. But that, that, that feels like a, like, like not broken as in like, oh man, that's so broken. Like, that's like, that would be an absolutely like legitimately broken uh, thing if, if that's how that works. One key point, AOE restoration. I mean, two key points, but it is still very cheap and very good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, LC. Does it uh, heal? It restoration heals. removes all temporary negative levels. Right. Yeah. And those were temporary. Yes. Uh, so Elksy kind of shakes shakes her head, like kind of like a like a dog shake, uh, and like stretches her limbs out. She goes, how did you do that? What stupid munchkin build did you make? <laughs> <laughs> I have trained for very long to be able to bolster and assist allies in ways like this. Uh, and I'm sorry. Who is I? I mean, who is we? Who are we? Yo, Randolph's so jealous right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my my apologies for not introducing myself sooner. My name is Brillator Hearthmount. At your service. And he, again, brings out just his right hand in front of him. Um, just like, you know, like when you put your two hands together in like a praying, like, gesture kind of, but just the yeah. just the right hand and he gives you a bow hmm. all right well that at your service line sort of brought uh randolph around immediately <laughs> well i don't mean to sound ungrateful but what what's going on here where is everybody and what was that thing and why are you here well that was a horse thing i'm sure that's not what it's actually called I I know it sounds outrageous but that is what it is called. I believe it's some kind of variant on a warsworn if you're familiar with those. I am not. I am not. I am just a talking elk and you seem very unperturbed by that fact. It takes a great deal to perturb me. Part of my training, you see. Okay. So you're well, like a monk or something? In a sense, yes. I'm sorry, but you still haven't answered my other two questions. If that thing was just here, like, why are you here, and where's everybody else? Ah, uh, yes. Well, when I arrived, that horse thing was not nearly as, I guess, animated as it was very recently. As to what happened here, I surely do not know. Where that are you point, coming from? Sorry. At that point, uh, the the door that uh, I'm sorry, Matt. What was your character's name? Brillator. Brillator. Yep. Brillator. Okay. So at that point, the door that Brillator uh, came out of uh, swings open again, 
and you see a, uh, a small humanoid kind of peeking out from, uh, like, behind the cracked door. He says, Did, did she get it? Oh, yes. Yes, Gibris. It is taken care of. Who are they? Well, we were still in the process of determining that. I, and I turned back to the group. I have introduced myself to you. It is only polite that you do the same, correct? Randolph nods along. Like, uh, this is really weird, but he's with it, mostly. Uh, yeah, we're, we're Randolph and Thalias. I'm Randolph and Thalias. We're... And then he just sort of cuts himself off. Does Randolph point to Thalias when he says that? Yeah. Okay. Just, well, if he doesn't point, we're Randolph and Thalias, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can see the confusion. I did it. I did it in person, but I see you guys can't. Uh, okay. Can't yeah. <laughs> Good call. Oh, yes, that's Randolph and Elias. I'm Uchard Bebenba. <laughs> oh, I'm Arginus, uh, your friendly uh, sorcerer. Um, r- really happy to be here uh, with all of you. Uh, Umble and Thoot sent me. Oh, but you must you, give you a you, slight you, side eye. <laughs> He's the only one that that name drop works on. Oh, you must know Umble and Thu. Yes, yes, Umble and Thu. Are we sending people? Bertilla. Uh, Brillator, but yes. Brillator. What, what, what brought you to this outpost? Well, I was newly arrived in Vigil just a few days Ooh. ago. This is messy. Enough said. Yes. Well, I still don't really know what happened, but I remember waking up and I was on the banks of the Path River. And not quite knowing where else to go, I found myself wandering into Usulav to see what could possibly be going on. And I came across this fine fortification here. There are a few others still alive inside, but as to what is really going on, we, well, we know about as much as you do. Well, that's the thing, though, my new friend. I think we might know a fair amount more than you. Well, please, come inside. Come meet everyone else, and and you can explain it to all of us so you don't have to explain several times. Yes, yes, that's a good idea. Uchard's ready to go inside. Yeah, that's that's all I need. I am going to make it a point to make sure they know it wasn't totally our fault what happened back there. Because mm, it's like a shoot the messenger type deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is a shoot the messenger type deal. Just making sure. Yeah, I think we're all right. If they're, if they're not undead inside, I think we're okay to like just tell them what happened. Okay, good. Oh yeah, you, can't, you guys came for vigil. We know a bit more than you. Uh, hmm. Sorry about all that, but uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so you uh, you head inside, uh, and this large chamber is little more than an oversized great room, with partitioned cells to the south and a semi-enclosed bunk room to the north. Only the front entrance to the west, a sturdy door to the east, and. Uh, a simple door to the south provide a barrier sturdier than heavy wool blankets hung from a curtain rod. Uh, the blankets are separating the bunk room to the north and uh, the two uh, like personal bedrooms to the uh, central south and southwest. All crammed into this room are several people. Uh, you... You already saw the gnome. Uh, You see uh, three more humans, uh, one male, two female, uh, a male halfling, and a male dwarf. So, Uh, Do they appear to be like the soldiers that were stationed here, like military? The two female humans and the dwarf and gnome do appear to be soldiers, uh, and the halfling and male human uh, appear to be uh, like civilians or maybe like groundskeepers here. The hearth has a, a fire uh, crackling inside uh, but not nobody's really gathered around the fireplace. Everybody's kind of spread out in this room. So Uchard, you're the first one to walk in and 
uh, everybody kind of turns and looks at you and Relator, who's leading you in, uh, and the, uh, the dwarf speaks up, and he says, What are you doing bringing more people in here? Oh, surely anyone who is still among the living is an ally? The halfling speaks up, and he says, Well, I still don't know if any of you are allies. Oh, come now, Bailey. We've been here for nearly a day now. You really think you can't trust us? Your ally did not misspeak. Anybody that is living is now your ally. Oh, that's not true at all, says uh, the, the male human. He says, Whispering Tyrant has many living acolytes. Touché. And I guess you have reason to be suspicious of us. I mean, I think beating down that disgusting abomination of horses may suffice for at least hearing us out. We still have no idea who made those horses. I do. Would you care so to he conf- share those results? Those So he ca- confesses one of the one of the women speaks up. Now now let's not be hasty. What did you do? How did you do it? You killed all of the horses. I did not conjure that. Well then spit it out. It's gonna take a little bit, so get cozy. The Cliff Notes versions is the Whispering Tyrant has escaped Gallowspire. Yes, Vigil, we already know that, says the dwarf. Are you aware Vigil has fallen? Yes, and he turns to Brilliter. Found that out yesterday. Well, are you, uh, are you also aware that there's a, uh, <laughs> a weapon of uh, mass destruction that can be, uh, well... That can do exactly what happened a couple days ago. Uh, the gnome points a finger at Uhtred. He says, I'm still waiting to hear how he knows what happened to those horses. They were killed by followers of the Whispering Tyrant, obviously. And where are they now? Did they just run across rolled the in, killed some there. horses, and left? I doubt it. I say they're still among us. And he looks around. And every like, everybody is looking around. It is like a very, very tense situation. Sir, I understand you are scared and these are trying times, but what do you have to fear from at least talking to us? What do we have to... There's, what, four, four of you? Strangers come in when, we, when we're still trying to figure out who we can trust here? We have plenty to fear. Hey, we were sent here. Coming one day after Brilliter, who we also don't know. We're on a mission to save the world. That's just vague and grandiose enough to be a lie. <laughs> Unfortunately, my all-too-eager friend here is kind of right. But I guess it's not worth you hearing the words we have to share. What's your plan? You're just going to stay held up here? There's no reinforcements coming. No resupply. We weren't counting on resupplies, says the dwarf. We were planning on heading out of here yesterday, but then all of the horses... <sighs> Have you decided grown so to... soft your own legs can't move you? We don't know who we can trust. Well, there's nobody coming to help escort you out of here. We came here from Vigil after the attack, okay? We have been sent here to scout Gallowspire in hopes of obtaining information on a way to fight the Whispering Tyrant. We were told of this outpost. We came, hopefully, to make use of it as a resting point before carrying on to Gallaspire. Now, you don't have to believe a single word that I say. I'm not really sure how we're going to convince you that we can be trusted. But that being said... We're going to use this as a resting point before we carry on with our journey to Gallowspire. Oh, you are, are you? <laughs> Can I ask you uh, a question? If, uh, if we wanted to do massive harm, we would have just uh, allowed that thing to roam around, really. Do you have a uh, back exit of some sort that you could have escaped it? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems uh, uh, against our interest if we were to bring harm against you to end that thing. Or (laughs) the horse thing. We got off on the wrong foot. 
Let's let's start over. I am Uchin Bebenba, captain of the guard of Rossler's Coffer, and you, sir, are. Everybody in the room is just kind of like simmering, giving each other side eyes, but those side eyes are like not like side eyes that you'd give an ally. Like like nobody trusts anybody in here. Uh, but after uh, a few moments of silence, uh, the uh, the dwarf says, "My name's Rainer." He gestures to the uh, the two women. That's Abilene and Ronit, and points to the gnome, and that's Gibrus. And uh, the halfling uh, clears his throat. My name's Bailey, and he gestures to the uh, the other human that looks like a, a caretaker of some kind. And that's Gareth. Nice to meet you all. How many people would you say are inside this? Oh, there's six NPCs plus Elksy. Oh. And and the five of us. <laughs> oh, I I thought I thought like there was like a whole bunch of like people huddled together. Yeah. Well, there's now eleven I mean, people in this room, so <laughs> plus Elksy. Yep. We should make a human thing. There's so many of us <laughs> in such a small space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. You should bring that up. So, everybody who's had something to say about, you know, you guys can trust us and something in that vein, uh, give me a diplomacy check. Not bad. I got a 15. Yes. Very good. Brillator got a 6. Lovely. Oh, god damn it. RG. I got an 18, but I saw <laughs> Arginus' roll right after mine. I got so stoked. Arginus got a 33. Natural 20. Filthy. The dwarf Rainer says, Well, you weren't here when it happened, so perhaps, as outsiders, you could work as uh, neutral parties in helping us uh, really settle things so we can be sure that everybody here is trustworthy. How do you propose that? Are you about to give us a puzzle? I think we're doing trust falls. <laughs> One of us speaks only in lies. Uh, Rainer says, uh, Listen, this happened yesterday. Brillator had just arrived earlier that day. We had arrived uh, actually only a couple hours before him. Uh, we came from, well, Gallowspire. And we were planning on completing our journey back to Vigil. But then Brillator showed up and told us how pointless that was. So we decided to prepare to to leave anyway, see what help that we could offer, and we would leave the next day. But that night, the air rang with this horrible noise, and the horses, all of them, they weren't just killed, their faces were smeared like a, like a wet painting their bodies were fused together and it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Now, we, and he, he gestures to uh, the other soldiers, we take regular trips into Gallowspire. We know a thing or two about the Whispering Tyrant and Necromancy. Nothing like this. I've ever heard of it. Whatever happened at Gallowspire, that was days removed from whatever this was. This wasn't just some random event. Something did this. Why would it just move on? He does bring up a good point. We have just been securing ourselves in this room for the last day. Perhaps a more detailed exploration of the rest of the fort would clear everyone's conscience, would uh, put everyone's minds at ease so that we can move forward together once more. Rainer kind of glares at Brilliter. He says, I never said that splitting up would be the right way to do this. Well, surely we can explore the rest of this fort together to ensure that nothing is out of place. The halfling Bailey says, Explore? There's nothing to explore. It's a warehouse. But anyway, you're... And he, he points at Rainer. No one put you in charge here. Oh... Uh, uh s settle down. Before, uh, before we go really any further in all of this, um, well, I, I will say <laughs> we did, uh, meet up with a Vexed, uh, and it took some, uh, somebody 
unfortunately, but uh, I believe that you guys are on kind of a, a patrol path, if you will. <laughs> Just to clarify, <laughs> Rainer, Rainer laughs. You mean you found an undead in Ustalov? Stop everything, boys. This guy solved it. I, I said a patrol path, not a, uh, not just a random undead. They they seem to be talking about reinforcements, so. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, after what we saw in Gallowspire. Oh, that's quite the tale. Why don't you share with the newcomers what you saw? Oh, fine. We were farther north, quite a bit, a few days ago, uh, almost a week at this point. Saw this gigantic explosion towards Gallowspire. While we decided to go investigate, our patrol wasn't going to have us go quite that far north, but you know, we're, what were we there for if not to look for trouble? It's, it was a, a, a jungle in Ustalav. Humongous, colorful plants. Not natural. I've seen this before. It was... Just in this enormous, enormous cluster of vibrant plant life with, with Gallowspire at its center. Well, we, uh, we're the half of our little expedition that decided to, to head back and send a preemptive report. The other half stayed there to gather information. But whatever it is, it can't be good. So he did use the shark to get out. What are you talking about? The Whispering Tyrant managed to steal the shards of the Shattered Shield of Arneson from Vigil, which he is now able to use as, like, these remote bombs. It's how he destroyed Rossler Koffer. It's how he destroyed Vigil. In the wake of both explosions, these unnatural plant growths. Is that what happened at Vigil? He looks over at Brilliter. That does seem consistent with what I saw outside the city, yes. It's the same thing that you should have seen the explosion at Gallowspire. Gibbers the gnome kind of shivers. He just kind of like looks up at the ceiling, shaking his head. Alright, look, Rainer says. Usulav was never safe before, but now I think it's going to become more dangerous by the day to stay here. We have to sort this out. You don't understand. It's worse than Ustalov becoming more dangerous by the day. No, there I understand. Is, you do. Because there is no more safe in any of Lastwall. Maybe all of Galarian. Yes, I... If, if the Whispering Tyrant is free, and he can utilize that weapon again, you're absolutely right. But Ustalov, more than anywhere else, is where he'll be gathering his forces. Now that he's free, now that Last Wall has fallen, there there will be no support from Last Wall to keep these undead from coming out of the woodwork. So I know that nowhere is actually safe. I get that. Now, but for us to stay here now, is even more dangerous. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that Last Wall has fallen. Vigil surely has been destroyed, but... Vigil itself is not Last Wall. Rainer, uh, he he looks between Brilliter and, and Uhtred. Do either of you know, is is Althun, the Watcher Lord, is he alive? Because if he's dead, then, well, then Last Wall has fallen. Last I was aware, he was not in Vigil for the White Blade Festival. Oh, thank God, Amate. Yes. Okay, Amate. so... Here's what I think we need to do. Until we can be sure that there's not a traitor in our midst that can do that. And he just va vaguely gestures outside again. Then we have to assume that someone here is a monster. I want to make a sense motive. Okay. Is this, the guy, is this guy a traitor? He's making such a big deal about there's a traitor and like some, one of you might be a traitor. Yeah. Glad somebody else jumped in. I got a 17. Uh, Brilliter got a 32, just monitoring the conversation mostly from the outside. Utrid and Arginus, you're not really 
Like, you're free to still be suspicious of this guy, but there, nothing he's said or done has, like, given you any, like, uh, pointedly red flags. Perilator, this is nothing new to you, but just the, the tension in the room is extremely, uh, extremely apparent. Yeah, I, I imagine Brillator's kind of been playing, like, mediator and keeping everyone calm for the last day. Yeah. Um, you, you notice a few times during this conversation that, uh, that the halfling, Bailey, like, kind of squirming in place, he, he's giving these newcomers, uh, like, strange looks, like, in, in a, uh, a very like anxious way uh anytime it looks like he doesn't think anybody else is looking nobody's registering as undead to my goggles are they they are not just check it so so bailey huh sorry as one of the caretakers of this fort surely you would know it better than anyone do you have any insight that you would like to share that may assist us going forward. He looks around at the the soldiers and uh, he looks back at you and he he just like shakes his head uh, really nervously and uh, Rainer says, look, here's what we have to do. And he, he turns to uh, to Uhtred and, and the others. Any of you uh, ever do any uh, interrogating or uh, deductive work perhaps all right well i think the best way to handle this is to split us all up and just see if anybody's story doesn't add up and he uh he motions to the curtained off areas to the north and south there's nowhere to go in those rooms nobody can duck out a back door or anything i think maybe that might be the best way to do it and uh the one of the one of the women says, so we're just going to go by ourselves with these strangers? We're still not positive that wasn't them. This is worse than when Sito interrogated us. Sito? Uh, Rainer, yeah. Rainer says. <laughs> what do you mean Sito interrogated you? What did you do? Nothing. That was the problem. By the time Sito got on board with that, it was too late. No, no, Sito wouldn't make a mistake like that, and he's, like, glaring at you now. <laughs> no, she, uh, w- she would, but she did. And then you guys hear a voice calling from outside of the walls. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The fext came back. And the voice says, You promised, you promised that you'd come back to me when you left the city. Vipira! Where are you? Oh, god damn it. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh my god. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh, oh boy. We we see ya. With Vipira's mama drama. Oh, You'll never be done dealing with Vipira's baggage. See ya. See ya.